0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of Where Do We Go From Here, the podcast all about the creative industries and how we have survived the coronavirus pandemic. Now today we are talking to the amazing Hayley Mabry, who as well as being a stunning musical theatre performer, has also been working on her own business and a lot on personal growth this year. So we'll be getting some goal setting tips from her, as well as talking about what has happened this year in her life. Now, later in the episode, you will hear me say that the 23rd of March 2020 is when we went into our first lockdown. I was wrong. I was wrong. It happens. It was the 16th of March, meaning if you tune in for our next episode, you will be listening one year from the date of our first UK lockdown. Crazy, right? More on that next time. But for now, here is episode 11 of Where Do We Go From Here? Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Yeah! So, welcome Hayley Mabry to episode 11. Episode 11 of Where Do We Go From Here? I can't believe we've got to episode 11, everyone. And Hayley, how about you introduce yourself? Because I've introduced everyone else. I feel like let's hear what you do from you. So hello, Hayley. I love
1: that. Hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here also. Um, My goodness, I'm so excited. I love everything about everything that this podcast is about. So really, really happy to be here. Uh, My background is in musical theatre. So I'm an MT performer, which means I sing, I act. I always say I try to dance. I'm more of a step clicker in the dancing She's that triple world. threat. The triple she tries. Threat. She tries her best to be a triple threat. More like a double with a twist. <laughs> a double threat with a twist. Oh, like a a really fancy martini. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how yeah. I see myself. So I mean, yeah. Savor it absolutely. So that's um, that's me. I'm from Australia originally. That's where I trained. I did a three year musical theatre degree over there. Um, my background since then. I mean, I've done tours around Australia. I've performed on cruise ships around the world. Fell in love with an
0: Englishman, uh,
1: which brought me to London. Ooh. Something about that accent, let me tell you. <laughs>
0: he whisked you away. 100%, he
1: really, really did. Um, he actually wanted to live in Australia, a whole funny story, but we might get into that later. Um, but, and that's, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, really. I also run a business. I really love positivity, personal development, music, you. You're fantastic as well. And that's me in a nutshell, really.
0: <laughs> Grand. So, so you've got, like, loads of prongs to your to you, to who you are, which is great. Um, sure it makes interesting topics. Someone's like, what do you do? And you're like, well, <laughs> let me list it off. Would you like the short version? No. Anyway, it's, it sounds great. Um, and today we're going to be talking about, obviously, the buzzword on everyone's lips, COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite word, <laughs> favorite word. Uh, so we're going to start where we always start, What happened? (laughs) What happened to you? You know, (laughs) so we got the announcement in March, I believe. No, I know this. It was the 23rd of March last year. Not that I'm counting, not bitter about this. (laughs) Um, So we're nearly on a year now. 23rd of March last year. What what happened? What happened to you? Where were you? What happened to your work, life? Everything hit me. Oh, my goodness. Everything changed literally everything changed was it an instant or was it uh prolonged well it was it was over
1: the space of probably
0: 24 hours that things completely changed that's pretty instant yeah Yeah. (laughs) so what were you doing prior to the announcement of i assume for you as an empty performer theater's closing or something Mm. like that or shows being put on hold, what actually happened to you? What were you doing before and then what yeah, happened? Yeah, good question. So I had finished my my last show before COVID a couple of months
1: before COVID had happened. So I was in the audition phase that we normally spend in between shows. Um, and I was working, I call them my muggle jobs. Uh, the jobs that you do when you're auditioning. Muggle jobs, yes! yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for those that aren't MT people, muggle jobs are are jobs that you do that aren't your main magical musical theatre singing on stage job. Um, So what was I doing? I was teaching music, dance and drama in nurseries. So I was travelling around to different nurseries, like bringing guitar and, and doing all sorts of classes. I was... Being a princess at children's parties on the weekend, dressed up as
0: Elsa a lot when I was going on the tube around London, which was... I can see that. Hilarious. I mean, no one else can see that, but I really see that vibe. You give me an Elsa oh, vibe. thank you. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that. Mm-hmm. Take it. Own it. <laughs> um, and I was also singing with a band
1: as well. So singing with a band that would perform at functions, events, um, holiday parks as well. And so I'm pretty. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was the Saturday that it kind of all came out. Was it a Saturday? i feel
0: like it was i uh, but oh i have no idea my life kind of <laughs> fell apart a couple of weeks before so i don't even know <laughs> anyway
1: let's <laughs> say it was a Saturday i have a feeling i feel have a feeling i was out at a gig with that band we were singing and playing at someone's wedding it was this most gorgeous castle it was absolutely amazing and we yeah oh. it was so beautiful oh my gosh um we had gigs booked every weekend um from then until the end of summer so like what's that September October something like that um so we were meant to be seeing each each other every single weekend but we left that wedding going you know what I don't know I think we'll see each other next weekend but I'm not quite sure if we will hopefully we will if not we'll see you in like three weeks or something when it all comes
0: all comes back back to normal (laughs) three (laughs) weeks yeah
1: um oh, yes yeah, so yeah. we left there saying goodbye not quite sure when we were going to see each other next um and man we didn't realize
0: how long it was going to be so yeah well i assume you probably haven't or you might have had a quick brief reunion in summer i don't know how that was for you what what happened in terms of going back to the gig life yeah,
1: we did we were able to do i think was it six weeks possibly of gigs which was amazing. Most of mm-hmm. the the people that had booked us honored their engagement, which was really, really good. So we have seen each other since mm. that day, um, but not as much as we thought we would. <laughs> nowhere near, nowhere near. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's an odd one. So you pretty much left the gig and went, well, we might go back. Who knows? Yeah, yeah it was very, very unsure. But then obviously
1: I think it was the next day, yeah. the Sunday that we found out, right? We're not gonna be gigging for a little while. All the the teaching and nurseries obviously stopped. All the children's parties stopped. Um, I was also running my business at mm. that time, so that was the one thing that didn't stop because it was all online. But everything else just completely stopped. And my fiance is also a musician, so he's also stopped as well. So
0: it was it was quite. What a dream a shock. team! Oh god. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, at least you had each other to support yourselves through it. That was the worst way I could have worded that. Sorry, everyone. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so how did that and I hope you don't mind me asking you how did that feel that sudden not only did your your source of income go but your as we you call it muggle jobs also went yeah how how does that how did that feel for you if you could sum it up
1: part of me says terrifying but then also part of me mm. I think felt a little bit numb just because I I wasn't fully believing that it was that it was real if that makes any sense it was hard to even completely comprehend um and so i mean for me and my fiance, financially to give you a, a bit of a background we had just bought our first home together um about a month before us congratulations i know it's very glad we got that done beforehand <laughs> however as you do when you when you buy a yeah. home Woo-hoo. you spend the majority of your emergency savings pot like i always like to have a, a backup pot there um, we spent most mm. of that on our deposit So we were two Mm -hmm. entertainers with no emergency fund with a mortgage to pay. Um, So I had about two weeks of not being able to sleep. Just really,
0: yeah, terrified. Quite terrified. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So moving on from the doom and gloom, you mentioned your, your business was still there, though. This business that we spoke about briefly before we started chatting, but at the time was kind of in its beginnings, but not completely... Like you know, it's it had been slightly established. If you want to talk us through, kind of what your journey was with that business through lockdown. You mentioned it was all online, mm. so have a have a have a chat. Yeah, about. no, I love that. I love that. Yeah, like you say, as with any business, you know, when you start
1: it. You're not going to see bags of gold falling from the sky as soon as you start a business. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of groundwork. That'd be the dream, that wouldn't would be it? Lovely. You know? oh. that would be lovely. I'm going to start a business. Bang. Gold. Millionaire. There we go. Yeah, no, it, it didn't happen like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, it wasn't at that stage in my business, it wasn't enough to live off of. Um, so, essentially, what I did. Because, I mean, I had done other muggle jobs, like we call them, beforehand. I had worked as a receptionist in doctor's surgeries, um, you know, a few other things that were, were still working, if that makes any sense. So I could have gone to get a job like that, but it wasn't what I loved doing. So I kind of gave myself two options. I can either go get a receptionist job or I can knuckle down and make this business work. So what we did, we, we got a mortgage holiday for three months. The banks were very nicely doing that for homeowners, thank goodness, because of everything going on. We got a three-month mortgage holiday, and I was like, okay, I'm going to live, breathe, eat, sleep this business, and make this enough for us to live off of. Um, and that's essentially what I did. And then since then, there's been many more sleep-filled nights, which has been absolutely fantastic. Ah, and in a weird kind of way, excellent. I always do actually say it's been quite a blessing, Um because mm-hmm. often with side hustles, with businesses, things like that, we often don't give it our all if there's another option, if, there's, if the back door's open. But mm-hmm. the back door for me was completely closed. I had no other option but to make this work. Um, and it's something that I had wanted to, to really pour that heart and time into for a long time, but I just had never gotten the full motivation to do that. So weirdly enough, this actually got me to where I wanted to be, which is absolutely amazing
0: yeah that yeah. is great and we'll talk more about how your business has grown and thrived and how how on earth I found about found out about it in the end you know <laughs> it's been a weird and wonderful journey for you um so oh where was I mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like don't worry you if this happens I'll cut it out but now it's happening to me <laughs> Oosh! Okay. So yeah, you had your chance to sort of grow and build your business. And that was back in March. How would you describe that initial journey through March and that first lockdown? Um, What kind of things did you employ to make that business work and what is that side hustle like what kind of thing is it if you wouldn't mind explaining it yeah everyone. absolutely
1: so I've essentially got my own franchise my own little online business with a wider company essentially what that means is in the network marketing field which means you don't need to make your own products thank goodness um, it's all done online as well which has really really helped in these these days and times um, and essentially what I did to really really like pull up pull out all the stops really make it work was I just it's hard to explain. I didn't let any excuses get in my way, basically. You know, when you're building a business, selling a product, wanting to chat to people, it's so easy to, especially for me, because I'm a massive introvert, it's so easy to kind of fall back into your shell, be like, oh, they might say no to me. I'm not going to ask them and just kind of of hide from it. Mm. But I just, and this ties into the personal development that we're talking about before as well. Like I just owned the fact that I had to put myself out there. I had to share how my business could help people. Um, It's in the health and wellness space and looking after people's health, looking after people's gut, looking after people's skin, all those kinds of things. Um, I had to put it out there because number one, it was going to help change my situation, but it also was something that could really change other people's situations as well. So as I started to really put it out there, a few people were noticing a difference with the products and then they would tell a few of their friends and then they would start noticing a difference with products and they would tell their friends as well. And it started to really become... This massive ripple effect, kind of um, revolution, almost of these products just spreading from hand to hand. Ooh. It was quite epic, to be honest. Uh, it still is. It's um, quite magical. But just, just finding the confidence in myself to really share what I had to offer the world
0: is basically what I did. Mm. And I think that as performers is often quite difficult to just have the confidence in yourself to do something. Mm. Admittedly, like as performers, we are. We are our product, but to have confidence in your product, that being yourself or something else, is often quite tough. Mm. Um so I think that's really admirable and amazing that you managed to get rid of those excuses. I think especially with COVID, it's very easy to go, Well I can't develop because I can't do anything. Mm um I've definitely had those days I think I had one about 10 minutes yep. ago you know <laughs> you're just like I can't do anything because I can't go anywhere what's the point I'm gonna go get a giant box of Maltesers <gasps> and cry again and you know we've all done it I love Maltesers like, yeah absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah I-, I love them but I don't love how you can eat too many so easily yeah they are properly dangerous like give me the buckets it's just like a scoop motion
1: yeah. oh my goodness Oh. And they're just shaped so well, like, they're really designed for you to put your whole hand
0: in there and just get as many as you can. And, like, the motion, it's really, it's not like a, a gentle scooping, it's like a full-on shovel, in not it?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the true shovel hand comes out, 100%. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like the inner demon inside this, like, tiny woman's, like, no, I need it, I need it. Yeah. Um, so... You mentioned you're really into personal development. Mm. And do you feel that has kind of benefited you in getting through these lockdowns? Not one, not two, but three. Third time lucky, fingers crossed. Um, Do you feel that's helped see you through those three? And did you notice any changes across the three lockdowns? Oh, massively. I feel like each lockdown has had its own vibe,
1: if you get me. The first first one was terror, but then also weird excitement that you could wear pyjamas all day and every day and, and nothing bad would happen. It was like... Kind yeah. of exciting, even yeah. though you were terrified, a roller coaster probably is the best
0: way to describe, yeah, and a zoom quiz every weekend um, sounded really fun. I know. I know, so that was really great. I was like, let's go to the pub without going to the pub <laughs> amazing,
1: yes, that was really great to be fair. the second one, the second one feels like it was a really short one, wasn't it? there sounded really blur that was the month that was a- imagine the month is the short one that is mental, isn't it duh. Mm a month is a short uh, one no. uh, my, my family back at home in australia yeah. went through a three-day lockdown last month and they were like oh my goodness we've never had to do a lockdown before and we had three whole days i just and you're just like what yeah <laughs> I, i've got no words for them absolutely no <laughs> words. but good on them they're doing really well with the with the covid but anyway um yeah the second one went really quickly i think that was kind of like okay we're gonna be here but we're not gonna be here for long that was kind of, I wasn't mm-hmm. too down about that one. That just kind of felt like a weekend and it was done. But this one, this one is is the long one, isn't it? This is the one where we just don't
0: see the end um, whatsoever. Yeah. But, now, th- there is some kind of, or well, there has been, I don't know by the time this comes out, who knows, there may be some kind of announcement of some kind of opening up. But even then, you can tell it's going to be a, a slog. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bit of a, bits opening bits closing kind of like when we came out the first one but I don't know your opinion on this but I definitely feel like the first one the ending was much more hope driven than I feel it was consequence driven yeah oh that's well put. so we we oh oh good because I just farted that one out my face you know (laughs) you know when you're talking you're like i have no idea what i'm saying <laughs> like yeah so i feel like we opened things and it was like in two weeks we're opening this thing yep we're doing it it's happening we're opening up we're ready to go and then obviously everything got a hell of a lot worse. i know i know
1: so but yeah so in terms it's, of it's been oh sorry sorry
0: you, you go. go no you go you i was go. gonna say in
1: terms of the personal development journey i feel like it was probably in the first lockdown like after the two weeks of not being able to sleep I, that's when I really delved into personal development a lot because I was saying you before, you know, I was starting to lose my sense of identity a little bit. You know, us performers, mm-hmm. most of us have been doing it for our entire lives. I know I've been performing since I was three years old. Ever since I was three, I've not gone more than three months without being on a stage. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not a hobby. It's not a job. It's not a career. It's, it's part of who
0: I am and part of who we are. Yeah, it is very Mm. identity-based. So that feeling of lacking identity or a part of you not being Uh there, I think is really familiar to a lot of performers out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I really really had to do a lot of soul-searching, I suppose, and find what i could be passionate about and what could give me joy in my day when i didn't have that um and to be honest social media's been an amazing platform for that uh, that's why i started doing like instagram lives posting little stories of me singing in my kitchen so when i went back into my youtube started the podcast that i have as well um and just finding other creative outlets and ways that i could as weird as it sounds ways that i could put myself on a different kind of stage um and it's mm. like, it sounds really self-centered. I just wanted to be on a stage. I wanted to be seen by people on social media. I want but to be loved. <laughs> there's just something about. There's something about putting value out there and getting an audience and getting a reaction that is just so so addictive. And I just I absolutely love it. So I found different ways to do that. Mm. Um, and I really also saw that there was a need for more positivity out there as well. So as I was as mm-hmm. I was finding these ways to find positive parts of my day to look after my mental health. I was sharing on my social media as well. Um, So that gave me a lot of purpose, which was really, really, really Mm -hmm. helpful. Um, And I learned that I have to have structure in my day, even when there's absolutely nothing going on. If I've got nothing planned for the entire day. I need to have a time that I'm going to get up. I need to have a to-do list and I need to kind of have a rough plan of how my day is going to go. Otherwise I go completely loopy. So it was a lot of, like, learning about myself, learning that that's what I need to feel like a human, like I'm still moving Mm. forward in my life as well.
0: Um, Mm. Yeah. Now, I feel like um, performers in general, that whole sort of, one, knowing yourself, is something I feel a lot of, whether it be performers or creatives in general, as much as we may be more in touch with our emotions than others, I don't know, you know, we can (laughs) be emotional beings, um, we may not be that aware of our own mental well-being all the time. Mm. I do feel sometimes we put ourselves second and the other stuff first. Do you feel like this whole lockdown situation and having that time to look at yourself is maybe something you wouldn't have done otherwise? Oh, absolutely. Because like you say, being an artist, being a performer, it's all consuming. And it does
1: come before mm-hmm. anything else most of the time. So to have that thing that is all consuming taken away and you've got to... You've got to look after what's left basically it's a lot of,
0: <laughs> a lot of what's, what's left? left the fragments what, what of my it? soul
1: <laughs> the fragments <laughs> of my soul um but yeah you do have to And what you have left you learn like at first it's like oh my gosh i've got nothing i've got nothing but then as you look at those mm-hmm. things that you think are small fragments you think you realize that they're everything they are you and you learn to really appreciate mm-hmm. those things as well
0: mm-hmm. Now, one thing I have just come up with this off the top of my head, so good luck with this one. Um, but uh, so as you were sort of finding yourself a little bit more, now as a performer, and especially in the music theatre world, you are generally playing a character. Mm. So there isn't much, there are parts of you in it, but it is, you know, it's an act kind of thing. Did you have any moments where you were finding out things about yourselves, that, that's yourself, sorry, that maybe you didn't know? you weren't aware of and you were like oh hello there oh gosh I think
1: I think all the self-discovery has kind of been things that I did know but I didn't realize how much of them there was I suppose I I realized Mm. there was a lot of growth I needed for sure I realized that I I do actually love my own company more than other people sometimes I'm quite an introvert like that um so I really got to embrace that part of myself which was really
0: really cool um Mm -hmm. Which you probably wouldn't be able to do as a performer full time all the time because you're around people like all the time. Oh my gosh yeah literally all the time.
1: So yeah learning that was quite cool and I think um, I mean in terms of playing characters whenever I play characters like you say that there's actually a lot of me in all the characters that I play Mm -hmm. and it's just drawing out those bits of me that suit the character best. Normally, it's pretty much all me, Mm -hmm. um, unless there's something drastically different from me. But it's normally just aspects of me that I will really, really strengthen. And as I do that, I do actually learn a lot about myself as well. So last... I was going to say it was last year, but it's not last year anymore. Last year was COVID year. year before last year, when I was playing uh, me and Will Rock You, like, she is so completely different from me. And when I got cast in that role, for those who don't know Will Rock You, it's very, like, the role that I was playing was very, very grungy, very like, hardcore and just going to rule the world, basically. And I'm much more, like, shy, a little bit girly. Um, and I was like, oh, gosh, how am I going to...
0: But I think I think you've got that rule the world vibe down now. I feel <laughs> like that's coming out in all of this stuff. You know yeah. what?
1: Because I didn't have that before. But I actually did find that in myself and strengthen it while playing that role. And I, I've learned how to be more grounded as well. Um, and these are all things that I always knew were in me, but they just weren't as strong. Um, so I, I find mm-hmm. that just as much self-discovery as as lockdown, to be honest.
0: Equ- equal amounts, different yeah. ways. I quite like that. I love that idea of drawing something from your character. Like I've de- I've had moments where I might emulate my character and be dramatic, but I don't think I've draw- drawn from a character in the same way. I definitely I had a really bad habit as a child of. Um, Taking lines that I'd seen from films and trying to put them in everyday conversations so I could pretend I was the role. (laughs) But the amount of times I used them in the wrong places and just offended people, it was hilarious. Like looking back, it's just like, wow, no wonder everyone hates. No, joking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like drawing from your characters, I find that really interesting. I'm going to ponder that in my own mind. Now, um, you mentioned just a moment ago actually about your family being in Australia. Um, now, obviously it must be really, really tough um, not being able to go out there and see them. So my heart goes oh, out thank to you. you. Um, but um, how has, <laughs> this might be a bit of a wild one, how has the, um, that whole contrast between the ways that the countries have dealt with things and also the freedoms that they have and haven't had, how has that been for you and how has that felt as well? And you can go as deep or not deep as you like.
1: Oh, so- that is such a good question. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird to see, you know, them going into shops without a mask and the fact that they've got... I can't even think about that. Oh, my (laughs) God. also the fact that they have... (laughs) It's so funny, because I moved to London. I mean, my fiancé was from here, but I really wanted us to be based here for a while because of the creative arts here. You know, the theatre industry is just huge, Mm -hmm. and in Australia it's it's much smaller and much quieter and not as well-funded. So we moved here for performing. However, now back where I come from in Brisbane, Australia, there's more theatre shows and more theatre work going on there than it is in the entire of the UK, the entirety of the UK, which,
0: which is something I would never predict to happen. No. Not because of Australia being quite sparse for that, but just because I know that the UK is so thriving with its music yeah. and its art scene. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> it's a little bit annoying that I'd moved all the way over here for something that is now over there um Yeah, so I'm a little bit annoyed, <laughs> to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, know, but it's fine. <laughs> um, it'll be amazing when it gets back here. I know that for sure. um mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, it's all right. It's okay. I mean, I know that we are here for a reason. The fact that we can't go out doing theatre means I'm able to focus on my business. That me and my fiancé are able to being able to be together. When COVID first hit, we kind of had the decision, like do I go back to Australia for the few weeks that we thought COVID was going to go on for
0: um, or not? Because you know,
1: at the start it was really scary, you know, especially with older people. I wanted to be near my parents in case they got Mm. ill. Um, But Aiden, my fiancé, he would have wanted to be with his parents in case they got ill as well. So we would have split up and gone to different countries. But we Mm. decided that we wouldn't. And I'm now so glad that we didn't because we'd still be apart. Um, And we've... We've mm. been together many, many years, but we've spent about three years doing long distance on and off from us working on different cruise ships. Um, and this past 10 months, 12 months, is the longest that we've ever spent together without going into another country, without being separated. And it's just been the most wonderful time ever, being able to be here and be with him and just be in our own little lockdown love bubble. Um, so that's, that's not so <laughs> Not as was like saucy this house. Um, but that's something, honestly, I wouldn't trade for the world. So I am really, really grateful that I'm here. Uh, but I am also very jealous, very jealous of, of Australia right now. And I wish they had done what Australia had done over here as well. But can't change it. All we can do is yeah. control
0: how we let it make us feel. Yeah. Now, not to defend the UK government, because some of the things they've done instead have been shocking. But... Um, yeah, I feel like it was always going to be difficult in the UK. Mm. We are so populated. Like, yes, we've got green space, but the areas without the green space, they are so dense. Like, it was always going to be a problem here. Like, mm. you get a disease that infects people as soon as they breathe. Like, one person breathes, the whole of London's got it. <laughs> um, its <laughs> It was always going to be mm. tough. Now, I want to... I'm really zigzagging with this one, I love it. I'm just zigzagging, it's like topic to topic. I but I wanna get onto your kind of, your goal setting, your goal setting ways, because you did an amazing workshop that I actually attended oh. in late December, early January, um, where you did a specifically goal setting for the new year. Um, so I was wondering, as, like as creatives, a lot of us are having to make new goals, things that we would have never imagined before. What would be your advice in terms of setting goals and looking forward right now when lots of us, (laughs) we don't have much hope, you know? Yeah, 100%. In terms of setting goals, I'm such a fan of setting goals.
1: I set, like I do a massive goal setting session like you saw every year, but I also do them every single month as well, just because I think it's so important to remind yourself of what it is that you want from life and to get excited about it as well, about the possibilities of it. And what I'd say for goal setting right now is actually to completely forget about covid right now that might sound really silly but when you're setting your goals like just write down on a piece of paper if you could make anything happen in the world what would it be what is it you'd want your life to look like what is it you'd like your music theater or your music career to look like what would you like to be doing in your day write down those goals exactly how you would let them be not how covid would let them be don't be restricted by that let yourself dream let yourself fall in love with the idea of that and just write it on a piece of paper and then put it away because then you've planted that seed in your mind. And even if right now the way to actually make that happen isn't apparent, you've planted that seed. Okay. And if you just keep mm-hmm. revisiting it, you know, once a month, you will find a way to make it happen.
0: 100% you will. That's, that's interesting. I love what you're saying about not letting COVID be an excuse mm. I think it's really, we, we've spoken about this already, but I think it's really easy to make excuses mm. um, and to really sort of identify by them. So how would you advise someone maybe who does make excuses and knows they do it to I don't know, eradicate the excuse, get rid of yeah. them. How would you advise someone to go about that? Because I know that it's, it's so easy. You know, I want to perform on a big stage. I can't, <laughs> I can't apply to casting agencies because there's nothing for them to put me forward yeah. for. Yeah, 100%. For instance. Mm. I'm very like black and white about this,
1: to be honest. I hope I'm not too harsh. (laughs) Do it. Oh my gosh. All right. So what I would say. Tough love. Tough love. A little bit of tough love in here. I'm so sorry, guys. What I'd say, if you are someone that is making excuses um, that are stopping you from doing the things that you want to do, if you're happy with that, if you're happy with having those excuses and not achieving the goals that you want, that's fine. Keep doing it. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using this time to watch all of the shows on Netflix, using this time to, I don't know, play The Sims 100 times. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you are wanting, if you're sick of that or if you're wanting to move your goals forward, you're sick of waiting for your goals to move forward anymore. It's important to actually see if those excuses are serving you or if they're not. And then there is always a way to be able to move forwards. Always, always a way. So performing on stage, for example, what are other stages you can get onto? Literally like I did, I found other stages. I've been making YouTube videos, podcasts. I've been doing Instagram lives, getting my name out there. I've been working on my vocal reels. I've been chatting to casting agents. I've been getting coaching as well. There are so many things that you can do that can get you on stages, number one. But number two, move you so much close to your goal for when theaters are open. Again, so that's just the example for me, um, for example. But there are so many things that we can still do. We can't control what's going on in the outside world, but we can control how we let it make us feel and if we're going to let it stop us from achieving our goals. I, like, lost my my words in the middle of that sentence. But...
0: No, you you did did that great. You you said that really well. Yeah, um, and sometimes, like, I think we do need a bit of tough love sometimes, so long as it is... Tough love and not just yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough, Don't want to be tough, <laughs> but don't want to be tough. Not right now. Not in the mood. You yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, no. That that's great advice for anyone out there. I think that idea of whether the excuses serve mm. you. Um, I think that's a very interesting one to look at. Like if the excuse is actually giving you happiness, and you need that excuse because the alternative of pushing the excuse aside isn't an option for you then I think it is really important to go, okay, I need this excuse right now because this is what's working for me. But if for you it's not working and actually every day you wake up and you're like, I'm not achieving anything and it sucks and it's because of this to go, okay, by excuse, I will try and believe that that's not true or I will find another way. I will dodge the excuse in a weird kind of slalom motion yeah absolutely absolutely and it's
1: important to not beat yourself up about it you know if you have been making an excuse up until now since covid started that's fine maybe that was something that you needed maybe you needed it for the first few months but then you didn't need it for the last few months but you've realized and now gotten the kick up the butt that you needed it's not too late to start finding ways to achieve the goals that you want it may be a different path Than you had in your mind you know it's probably not going to be the same path that you had in your mind but there are Mm. ways to get there if it's something that you want to happen you can make it happen it's just like i don't know to be a bit wishy-washy like journal about it really just sit and think and meditate about it chat to other people talk about the dreams that you have on your heart the things you want to achieve to other people see if you can come up with different ideas different ways of making it happen just put those thoughts and those dreams out there to other people keep thinking about it and you will find a way
0: That's that's great to hear. I I read another article. It's like media. Like I love how you find social media beneficial. Some people do not right now because of all of the stuff out there. But I found an article the other day. I don't know who it was by. where they basically just said, "All right, so we've had two lockdowns. The third one, if you weren't productive before, you're not going to be productive now." And it's like that kind of negative media is not helping anyone right Mm. now. Um, Like, and also that's like saying, "Well." If you haven't done it by now, what's the point? Like, no one needs that right now. So thank you for your positive outlook. It's refreshing. (laughs) Um, So in terms of you and what you're doing now, how do you see that developing? Looking forward into March, April, May, Mm. maybe even freedom. How do you see your, whether it be your business or your performing life or both, how do you see those things growing? And Be as vague or as... Direct as you want. Oh
1: gosh! There's actually so many things that I'm working on to right, right now. So so many things. We've got a lot of like financial plans, investing things that we're doing. We're also planning our wedding at the moment, which is really exciting. But the two main things I'll talk about are the business and performing. Um, so the business moving forward, I'm really excited about that because it's given me the chance when theatre goes back that I don't need to get a muggle job anymore. So I can just give my heart and soul to the shows that I'm in, give my heart and soul to the workshops that I go to, dance class, all those kind of things. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and in terms of the performing mm-hmm. world, so right now I'm just laying a lot of foundations. Um, when I Before lockdown, I'd spent three years performing on cruise ships. And I really I really got out of practice with auditions. Um, you can't audition when you're on a cruise ship because mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the ocean. I couldn't go
0: to dance classes. Oh, and you don't need to because... You've got your show. You've got the role. I know. Why would you need to audition for something you have? I know, but, like... but how do you get the next job, though?
1: You've got to audition to get the next job, so you actually yeah. miss out on that because you're on the cruise ship, which is a little bit difficult. Um, there are online auditions. It's just a little bit more difficult. But I was really out of practice a lot of different things mm-hmm. on those cruise ships, so I'm using this time right now to not just get back into practice, but get better than I was before. Um, I've got massive, massive things that I want to do in the musical theatre scene over here in London, and I'm just... I'm so excited to be able to put all this hard work that I'm doing into practice. So singing every day, dancing, Mm -hmm. working on my acting, just making connections as well. Like this is such a good time to Mm -hmm. make connections, guys. Everyone is sitting at home in their lounge room with not much to do, just wanting to talk to humans. Talk to the casting directors that you want to speak to. Talk to the the songwriters that you want to speak to. Connect with them. Do interviews with them. Like just pick their brains. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just getting as many connections as possible. Sharpening tools as much as possible. Um, and creating a little bit of my own work as well online, which is really fun. But just yeah, yeah no, getting ahead of the game, great. basically.
0: Yeah, and that that brings us on to something I mentioned before, whereby um, like this is the first podcast I've done where I haven't actually known the person on the other end. Um, so I obviously know who you are, Haley, <laughs> because we've spoken virtually a few times, and I've been part of this amazing book club group that you've put together just giving us options for books to inspire and help you achieve whatever it is, whether it's goals or whether it's you want to buy stuff. I'm wording that badly, buy stuff. <laughs> um, like, yeah, so it's great that you've used that time to network and I hope it has been successful. You know, oh my gosh, here I'm so glad i um, so flippin' glad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm sure that that is reflected in many other people you've met too. So we've spoken about the things you want to achieve. And now here's that that pivotal question. Mm. Where do you think we as a world or as a nation or as the arts, where do you think we're going to go from here? Mm. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Mm -hmm. That's such a
1: tricky one, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. I think we're going
1: to be a much cleaner society. We're going to be washing our hands much more. I'm hoping I'm going to get sick. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get sick much less because we'll wash our hands all, all the often. we're not going to be maybe touching people as often in public as we, as we used to. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's going to be... I feel like we all know it's going to be different, but we don't know exactly what it's going to be, you know? I think mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of different things... That we need to go like a lot of different hoops we need to go through to travel um i think there's going to be the potential for a lot of amazing work amazing creative mm-hmm. work coming out of this time um i mean i i always compare COVID time to wartime because obviously you know it's not it's not a mm-hmm. physical war but it is a war against a virus it's a war that the entire world has been united in fighting um and if you mm-hmm. think of war times, that's when some of the most amazing music has been written. There's most the most amazing novels have been written of that time. So I really think there's gonna be a lot of amazing creative outlets that come about from this. Um mm-hmm. but it is gonna be difficult, I think, just for the world that I know, which is musical theatre, it's gonna be difficult for a lot of mainstream shows to come back straight away. So it's gonna be very yeah. interesting how that comes about. But I think we've united a lot in this time all the people that I've spoken to have just given so much love to every single person so much support every single creative person that mm-hmm. I've spoken to and it's been really lovely I think we're just going to be stronger than ever I don't know how but we're going to be stronger than ever I just know it mm.
0: yeah I find the government almost giving that impression that the arts were not important in their various means and ways um, kind of gave people that mindset of going oh no actually they are. Mm. Um, and not just artists. Obviously, we are going to be the first to be like, hey, 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 no, 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 no. Um, we're important. But people outside of the creative world actually went, no, no, that, that that's wrong. Mm. Sort it out. Kind of thing. So I feel there is a lot more value for the arts. Not that there wasn't before, but a lot more aware, va- aware value. We'll go oh, with that. Well, yeah. That, you know, <laughs> chose, chosen... <laughs> value for like going I support this rather than I watch Netflix every day yeah I get yeah Um, I get yeah Mm. so yeah I think I do hope that there is kind of like this surge and support I really really do hope that is there
1: fingers crossed please I think definitely definitely imagine like I I am just aching to go see a show again as soon as shows are open I'm gonna be booking like all the tickets and I
0: know just all (laughs) of them every single ticket one theater (laughs) and you're just sat in the middle like singing to me
1: enjoying the space like the only person there imagine
0: (laughs) yeah well I I I do worry for theatres I know that like the studies done by Andrew Lloyd Webber and things where he's like even if we do these restrictions these theatres aren't gonna last I I that was a really hard-hitting thing um but again since being told that it's not essentially it's not important the British public and probably the public all over the world I only live in a only live in Britain so it's all I know (laughs) but um you know the support has been a lot more overwhelming Mm -hmm. um and especially for those small businesses those jewellery makers the prop builders people have put their creativity into different things and hopefully for businesses such as yours there have you noticed there's been an increase in support or has it been massive yeah, Absolutely it. massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. People are are really
1: realising the value of small business owners and how much support means mm. and helps as well. So it's been really
0: lovely. Mm. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, if we have lots of small businesses all doing okay, what's so wrong with that? Having lots of lots of small yeah. things rather than just one big thing we all go to, you know? Mm. You've got people like Amazon, they're so so rich, you know, the guy who went what's his name? I okay. got
1: the guy who owns Amazon. I've actually never known his name, but I mean genius, absolute genius, my
0: goodness. Well done him. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great for some of that wealth to be shared out, mm. you know? Would that be so bad? In my mind. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, Hayley. Thank you for taking the time. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to speak about or last words you'd like to bring? I would just say just try and find the positive in every day. Like
1: even if it's just Oh my gosh, the sun came out today, or oh my gosh. I have a window i know that's a that's probably something that most people aren't grateful but if you live on a ship for three
0: years with no mm-hmm. window my goodness you will appreciate your windows far out brussels sprout <laughs> i i had a t- terrible room on a ship but then also in london that didn't have a window yeah. and i was like oh my god
1: it makes a difference not having a
0: window yeah. so even if the
1: only thing you can say thank you yeah. for is that you have a window or you've got socks to put on your feet to keep your toes warm just find one thing every single day to be grateful for and to be positive about. And you'll you'll find it easier to find more once you start practising that as well and strengthening that like that positivity a little bit in your brain as well. Um, so stay positive, Amazing. love each other, and we're going to be stronger than ever. I just know it.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on. Where can people find you, Hayley, if they want to? Oh, I love to? that. You can find me
1: on Instagram. My Instagram is at hay.may.com. H a y um i've got a youtube channel you can look me up Haley mabry my podcast is called new heights and stage lights um all the info is on my instagram though if you just go there you can just find a tree to absolutely everything um soak yeah, it up soak it all up absolutely but i do love connecting with other creators other performers other other positivity seekers as well as silly as that sounds but please yeah get in contact i love chatting to people and and hearing their stories
0: yeah, so guys, go find Hayley Mabry's, oh, say that ten times, honestly, say that ten times, you'll have trouble. Uh, go, go find her Instagram, go check out her stuff, and thank you so much for coming thank on today. Thank you, my love. Have a great day. So, there it is. That was Miss Hayley Mabry. Now, do go ahead and find her on her socials, hey.may, like you're saying hey to someone called May, but with an A. Alright then, you can tell I'm losing. <laughs> losing it a little as we get to the end of this run. But do check her out. She has some fabulous posts and you will feel motivated, I guarantee it. Whether you want to or not, you will. So thank you for listening and do come back next time for episode 12 of Where Do We Go From Here. Where do we go from?